This is the Only Human podcast from Community Radio 4ZZZ out of Brisbane, Australia. Today on the show we have a special guest in the studio. Tony Rowley is from Liverpool in the UK and he comes to Australia often to visit his family. He was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease in 2005 when he was just a spring chicken at 35. He enjoys Thai boxing, kickboxing and stand-up paddleboarding. He sounds like a really active guy, doesn't he? <laughs> Tony is convinced that progression of Parkinson's disease can be delayed by the sheer tenacity that he seems to have, and he is getting ready to do a big loop around the east coast of Australia to motivate and help people with Parkinson's. Welcome to the show, Tony. Thanks for having me. And Tony, being diagnosed with a chronic degenerative disease at 40 is shocking, especially when Parkinson's is largely seen as an older person's disease. Can you tell us a bit about your diagnosis? Well, the length of time it actually took to diagnose what was wrong with me was laughable. It took three years. Um, but within 10 minutes of being in the neurologist's office, I was told, yeah, I've got Parkinson's. But they, they don't really tell you a lot. You, you don't learn anything. You've got to go out and find out about the disease yourself, really, until they can get you to a specialist to get your medication. Um, for three years, I went through physio, an operation on my shoulder I didn't need, uh, more physio, uh, more doctor's appointments. In the end, they, they actually let me go and see a neurologist, and it was uh, confirmed that I had Parkinson's. But I didn't take it as a... As, as bad as my wife took it at the time. I, I was expecting it. I, I knew sort of thing that I had it. Um, so it wasn't a total shock. It was just the way I was told. And, you know, you got Parkinson's. Can I ask you what, what sort of uh, symptoms you were experiencing before you got diagnosed? I was uh, getting a tremor in my right arm and I was falling asleep a lot. People would wake me up with my computer at work. Hey, you, you all right? Ah, OK. <laughs> yeah. So I was fatigued because it was a stressful job and uh, unloading loading lorries for the raw mail for 20 odd years. Um, and I started a little limp when I was tired. I noticed it more when I was tired, but I put that down to me kickboxing and I had a sore hip. I thought, thought that, you know, that, that's to do with getting injured or, you know, overstretching. Mm. Uh, but at 40, when you're told you've got Parkinson's, you don't really know what Parkinson's is. People who've got Parkinson's don't really, you know, on the whole, really can't tell you exactly what Parkinson's is. I describe it as a thief. That's uh, what it does. It takes a bit of you, and you never get it back. But, but what you can do, you can fight it and delay it, and that's that's what I'm I'm out to do. Mm. So. And Tony, what's changed since you were diagnosed? My outlook on life has changed totally because uh, obviously because of the Parkinson's. Uh, I annoyed my wife a lot, so she divorced me. <laughs> Such is life. But we're still friends. We still get on. Um, it's you, uh, what I found is, uh, can I say this? People with Parkinson's hide, and I've I decided I'm not hiding. I I never used to tell people. Uh, you know the reason I've stopped in the highway of the Bunnings version in in, in Liverpool, which is B and Q looking for screws to screw some wood together. The reason I've stopped is because I've got Parkinson's and I can't move. And then two barely security guards help you out and it makes you look like you've been shoplifting. <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah, but, but, you know, it's... Um, it's just... Lots... I've had to change my, my, my way I go to the toilet. If, if, if there's a toilet chance, you take it. Yeah. You know, people don't tell you that in the middle of a 
the shopping precinct car park, you're either going to have two choices, run like hell to the toilet or wet yourself. <laughs> you know, they don't tell you that bit. I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just lots of things change. You, you make things more comfortable for yourself. You know, you, you fit things to the toilets and armrests and... <laughs> It sounds like you've, uh, I don't know if you had a sense of humour before, but you really developed it. No, I've always had a sense of humour. <laughs> You're applying it now to the you Parkinson's. Got to. You've got to. If you haven't got a sense of humour, you may as well give up. <laughs> yeah. So, so my, my theory is let people know what, what's up with you. Don't hide away and keep, keep, keep yourself strong. Yeah. We might go to a song. You chose this song, um, The Specials. Tell yeah. us why you chose this song. You've got a reason. Yeah, it just reminds me of my youth. We growing up, two tone days. We all had two tone suits. Um, did you look the part in those days? Oh, I look. I was the best. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us what you looked like. What did you wear? Well, I had the skinhead. Not much change. Uh, two tone suit, which was two shades of purple. Um, little black knotted tie, the tiniest knot you could get. You had brogue shoes on with red socks or white socks. You, your jeans halfway up your leg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And Doc Martens, is that what you wore? Oh, Doc Martens for when you were riding your scooter. Oh, right, right. And what about a hat? Did you wear hats? Oh, it was a pork pie hat. Of course. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and then the wrap round sunglasses. So just keep that image in your mind, people, while you're listening to this song. This is the specials, Too Much Too Young. The importance of self-efficacy. Self-efficacy is the belief that we can achieve influence over the conditions that affect our lives. It is a concept increasingly used with people living with Parkinson's as a way to assist us in taking a proactive role in the management of our disease. Research shows that people who are able to exert some control over their lives fare better and experience a better quality of life. Virtually everyone has some degree of self-efficacy The challenge for us is to strengthen our self-efficacy and focus it in ways that help us better cope. Building belief in our own capabilities increases our level of self-efficacy and influences what we are able to do. This increasing belief in our own power to affect change is a catalyst for a range of new healthy behaviour patterns. For example, we are able to maintain a more positive attitude that in turn positively impacts our emotional state and level of motivation. We are better able to find the strength from within to accept setbacks as challenges and to more easily persevere in the face of difficulties. For instance, while exercise may be more difficult for us, and in some cases it may seem entirely too hard, by implying self-efficacy principles we can particularly, with the help of others, reinvigorate our exercise regime and gain the quality of life and symptom improvement exercise can bring. And that's from the Davis Finney Foundation um, blog from Diane G. Cook, The Importance of Self-Efficacy. So Tony, self-efficacy plays a critical role in how we think, feel and behave. What is it and why is it so important? Well, if you believe, believe in yourself, first of all, it, that, that's a brilliant start. I mean, if you want to sit down and say, I've got Parkinson's and I'm going to sit in this chair in this room, I'm just going to read things about what's going to happen to me later on in life. Well, good luck to you. I'm not that type of person. I'm the person who says, right, let's get out there. Let's do some exercise. Let's, let's show people what we can do. I mean, I got told my 
fitness levels matched my Parkinson's, so it was uh, a bit hard to, to, to you know to, to diagnose that I actually had Parkinson's with such a high level of fitness. Um, I did say say something to the, the specialist one day, and I, I said I'm slowing down a bit. And he said, "Well, Mr. O, you're over 50." So I, I, I still expected to, to be as I was when I was in my early 20, 20s, 30s. But I'm still proud of how fit I am right now. Um, it, it gives me the efficacy uh, to, to carry on and, and motivate other people. But the thing, thing with me is, an easier word for me is self-motivation. Don't set yourself too high a target to, to, so you let yourself down. Or don't set any targets, just say, I'm, I'm, you know, each morning or every other morning or once a week, I'm going to get off the settee, I'm going to take the dog around the block or I'm going to put some punch, punch in, uh, my punch bag up in the yard, I'm going to get some gloves and I'm going to put Parkinson's face on it and hit it, you know. <laughs> but my, my, my philosophy again is if you don't use it, you'll lose it, um, which is, I think, a really big part of PD because y you do tend to suffer freezes a lot and you, you can get yourself down and hide away but don't hide away come out don't you know it's it's not to be ashamed of parkinson's i mean sometimes the meds make us you know angry or not the person we used to be Some, somebody called me jekyll and hyde because uh, i i could hide the parkinson's for so long but then it come out in either um Angry, angry in myself or frustration rather um, trying to get things done I mean just trying to button a shirt up before you took your meds can be irritating mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah you, you know you asked before what, what sort of changes do you make in your life stop buying shirts with buttons <laughs> <laughs> good solution yeah, but you know you've got to look your best sometimes when you go out I look good when I'm suited and booted but uh, it's, uh, you, you, I've got to start before everyone else <laughs> like, trying to get cufflinks in as well yeah. <laughs> well, Lucky you don't have to wear them too often. <laughs> well, the self-efficacy uh, is it is what it is. You get, if you if you want to make goals and mark yourself and you know see w what you have achieved from when you started. I mean, any exercise, any form of exercise, you you, you tend to see some sort of change in yourself. That you're stronger, you're fitter, invigorated. Um, you, you're more confident in yourself. And that's the thing with Parkinson's sufferers is the lack of confidence. Uh, and I've got lots of confidence in, in myself, but not as much as I had before. Um, I still dance, sort of, to madness specials, scar. You know, people just tell me to stop being stupid after your age and get off. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, don't set your targets too high. It's easy. Honestly, even if you can't walk or if you can't, you can sit and punch. You can you can do do get two tins of beans and I move my arms up and down here to show what I mean and I'm on the radio. Mm -hmm. uh, but any form of exercise, um, help me out, guys. Um, Tony, you're about to take a um, big road trip. Yeah. Where are you going and what's planned? Oh gosh, I mean, you'll have to forgive me for my geography. My gizmo inside my body is set for Britain, and I keep getting lost here. <laughs> I keep going the wrong way around, but uh, I'm starting basically uh, Sunshine Coast, making my way down Brisbane or up <laughs> Gold Coast, uh, Wollongong, 
Wollongong, am I right? Yeah, Wollongong's in New South Wales, yeah. that's south. Yeah, going that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we call it the Big Loop, because right. we've got about 12 people interested now, but it's so spread out. I'm hoping to get a few more interested so I can make more more better stops of it. Um, I'm going to end up in Adelaide, hopefully, then a long drive back if my van makes it. And what are you going to do when you meet people with Parkinson's and their families? I'm just going to introduce myself because th- I've, I've, I've said I'm going to offer them a service for not for free because I enjoy helping people. But it, it's uh, it's just to let people know what, what they can and can't do, what they're capable of. I mean, just because you've got a disability, I mean, OK, you might have to say to yourself, I, I, I can't do that, that's too hard. So uh, I'll, I'll ride a bike with three wheels. I'll ride the bike with you know, four wheels if it keeps me. I mean, my mountain bike is a, is what you call an e-bike, which has got an electric motor on it. But you still got to pedal the buggy. You, you know, you don't get a free ride. <laughs> it's not cheating. It's, it's not cheating. If you've got a disability, you, you, sometimes you need that help. Mm. And my help, where I need the mountain bike, is, is obviously up the hill. Mm. If I if if I, I mean, up until about two months ago, I was riding an ordinary bike around there, and it was it, the difference of the e-bike is instead of being out for just an hour. I'm off for three hours, and I'm absolutely you know, stuffed when I've done it. And <laughs> but I feel you're getting a lot more exercise. Yeah, yeah. I mean, otherwise you wouldn't go out. You'd say, "Oh, I'm not going to go up that mountain today." I mean, I was up Mount Coolin last week, run, run up that. Awesome. It was, you know, that's what I love about Australia. It's made for everyone. Any anyone who wants to go out and do something, they can do it. So. Thanks for letting me let me come in. That's great. <laughs> it's been nice, haven't you? Here, that's yeah, for sure. Very good. Now, Tony, how can the listeners contact you as you're heading around the big loop? Uh, on on the, uh, the the Parkinson's um, site, Oz and New Zealand Parkinson's chat. Yeah. Or or Madonna will give a, a number out that you can text later on. Um, well, don't forget, any any anyone can you know do this I mean it might might not just be boxing you could, you could do sit-ups press-ups you know anything to keep you keep your brain in, in uh, action in motion it is good and and I'll tell you what the confidence little kids get from doing it is, is amazing I've taught all sorts of kids ladies fellas blokes and everyone who, who, who takes any sort of part in training does get a confidence about them and I'm not saying that you know it's, it's a bad because I can punch a bag, um, I'm hard. It's nothing to do with that. It's it's the physical interaction you can have with a piece of equipment that makes you feel good, mm. and mm. that is brilliant. I mean, the bag will always win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it gets your endorphins going around yeah, your brain, it, it doesn't does. it? Mm. And you know, maybe that's where the delay comes from, mm. because you know, the, the part that's robbing you of your brain cells of your dopamine, because you're not producing it no more. You know. If you can give yourself a high through exercise, not not robbing banks and shooting people and <laughs> whatever, you, you know, if, if through exercise, give yourself a high and invigorate yourself and feel better for it. Why not? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm not out to to uh, con anyone. I'm just 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 Tony, just out to help. You were telling me in the break before that you've got quite a bit of experience in motivating people to do their best at sports. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, Used to train people. Well, the people who used to train, I mean, I had to be fitter than them to because they, they, you know, for them to go and fight someone, I had to be able to show them how to fight, 
and the, the training for me was so, so, you know so so much harder but it motivate them <laughs> if, if i didn't train hard enough that they could beat me around the ring and push you know i mean the thing with kickboxing tie boxing you get you're getting hit by elbows you're getting hit by knees you're getting hit by shins you're getting hit by fists you know it, it's something to think about you, you know it's, it's, you say men can't multitask yeah. <laughs> I mean you, with Parkinson's it's even harder but I mean I, I don't actually fight no more because I don't want to you know, cause any more damage to my brain than it already is um, but again the motivational if you, if you if you can talk to people and as part of the training I, I'm not on a spiritual tour or nothing like that but if you can talk to someone I mean I've had blokes come in and say I'm no good at this, I'm no good at that, I can't kick this, I can't kick high. Well, I wasn't a high kicker, but what you do, you adapt it to what your body can do. And, and you, you'd show them the low kicks, you know, where to you know, really hurt someone. <laughs> and uh, it's not a bad thing, because it, it, it's only in a boxing ring. But if you showed them the way and, and they, they got it right and they, they, they got, got the technique right, they'd be going, wow, yeah, that, that does work. And you, you walk away feeling, yeah, I've motivated someone there. I mean, I, I met a, a, a guy through um, a chance meeting, and he's the same age as me, had the same job as me, worked at the same place as me for the same amount of time as me, got married on the same day as me. Oh, my God. And I thought, ah, oh, he's having me on. But, you know, he, was, he got Parkinson's the same time as me. So, I, but his, his outlook was, he was sitting there watching telly, playing video games, da-de-da-da-da. So I went to see him, met up with him, and I said, what do you used to do? And he said, he used to do martial arts. So I said, come on, let's get down to the gym. So took him down to the gym. He loved it, absolutely loved it. The motivation he got from that was, was he got home, he got out on the push bike, He'd stopped driving donkeys ago, uh, so he started driving again. He got another job. His wife was so happy with him, mm-hmm. uh, and that, that's just that's just one case where I, I actually feel like I motivated that person. Yeah, you made a up, difference. Yeah, to get up off the chair, get out and do it, and, and he's done it, and he's, he hasn't looked back. Mm. Yeah. So if, if listeners are hearing Tony's story and thinking, I know someone with Parkinson's who's not getting off the couch. Mm. Maybe you might want to drop him the line and see if he'll mm. add you to his itinerary. That's exactly right. Well, the big loop will um, be more special if there's more people mm. in the big loop. And the way to contact Tony would be through the Facebook group Australia, oh, it's called OST and NZ Parkinson's Support and Chat. And that group is um, on Facebook. Uh, the other way you could contact Tony is through me on my number, zero four three nine five four two six two eight, and um, we might have Tony um, talk to us maybe once a week and tell us where he's at. Yeah, we'll have a "Where's Tony" segment, and he can wear a stripy shirt. As long as I've got a GPS system, <laughs> I don't know where I, where I am myself. <laughs> but all I will say is, that it's any age. And anyone at any age can, can do some form of self-motivation activity. You are listening to the Only Human Podcast. 
Only Human is a weekly program on social justice, disability rights, psychology, social research and mental wellness. You can listen in Brisbane on 4ZZZ 102.1 FM and set digital on DAB Plus radios. Love community media? You can support 4ZZZ by subscribing or making a donation at 4ZZZFM.org.au.